Whoa, and two, yes, Patriots Nation in disarray following a Groundhog's Day of an opener to the 2023 season. If you watch the first game and you watch the second game, you probably think, ah, I feel like I already saw this game. Yes, both games did end with thwarted comeback attempts from Mac Jones and the offense. Not just thwarted comeback attempts, Sandy, but... The Patriots having what they thought were first down calls with less than a minute remaining in enemy territory, only to be reversed upon further review by the officials on the field. Heartbreak, angst, agita, and so much more swirling out about and around Pats Nation right now, which is what we discuss as we deliver final grades for week two. The Patriots lost to the Dolphins 24-17 at the Razor on Sunday Night Football. This is the latest and greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Your old pals at Fitzy GFY and at Jumbo Hart here. And Andy, let's just, now that we are a little removed from the Six Rings post-game show, the, the day, the game, the effort, do you feel any better or worse about what you saw Sunday night, Pat's Fins? Um, I don't feel any better. I'm not, I'm not going to say I feel worse. I think... You know, it's resignation. It is what it is. Um, oh, you know, they continue to make limited plays and significant mistakes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that the wind has blown me in either direction post-Hurricane Lee coming through New England. And um, I think that's problematic. You kind of, you are what you are. The Matthew Judon, they're not a bad team. Agreed. Any mm-hmm. other player that would come out and say they're not a good team? Agree. You're in that. I think you called it the middle meh of the NFL the other Correct. night. I, I think they are firmly dug in to that world and there will be wins on the horizon. There will be good plays. There will be a bounce here or there. There will be the other team losing the game, but have you gotten any traction either on this season or big picture? I don't feel any traction. I don't feel, and we'll get into Mac later in the, the podcast here. Um, I just, you know, people talk about speed and people talk about playmakers and people talk about those issues. And it's like, yeah, I don't see the speed because the speed you drafted is not getting on the field. You either already cut it and it plays for another team or it's on IR yet again. And playmakers, or, or it's on the field and then it fumbles and then you tell it to sit down and learn from well, when the mistake but I don't even, like even that. Oh, so suddenly your sixth round rookie receiver out of Liberty is your effing playmaker your go-to guy, your, oh my God, if he's not on the field, we don't have any uh, speed and athleticism. I mean, that tells you something that the last couple of weeks, we're talking a lot about Booty and Douglas, a lot about Booty and Douglas. That is problematic. That is a symbolic um, indication of where you are in playmaking. And this was a game against the Dolphins. I thought that was true. Um, Boomer Esiason on the Greg Hill show said, why don't the Patriots have big plays on offense? Well, because they don't have any speed. Yeah, I agree. They don't have any playmakers. And it's no. glaringly obvious when you face Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert. And you're right. That play that Demario Douglas actually fumbled on was nice. He showed a little burst. Great stop yeah. cut. And then it all the bottom fell out. Then he's benched. And now you have like Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster, who were good five years ago, who had better athleticism five years ago, who now are aged, aged in the National Football League, and slowing is not a great way to win games. Let me tell you what, now that you mentioned that, like, yeah, they were faster four or five years ago. These guys were more dynamic in the previous decade. 
If you gave Tom Brady this team in 2019, I think they would have been a hell of a lot better than they ultimately finished the the paper tiger 11 and five team that lost in the wild card round to the Titans on a rainy, miserable January, Saturday night. This team probably would be great. If not very good. Then again, the offensive line is pretty awful. Like this seems like the kind of ball control team that somebody who's a more experienced game manager who can be morph into whatever you need any given Sunday would be able to do or be able to work with. But with Mac Jones, I'm sorry. Like, and like you said, we'll get into that in the second half of the podcast. The curious case of Mac Jones and the Mac, the, it does Mac suck or is Mac good or is Mac improving debate is raging right now in Pat's nation in New England. If you have no offensive line to speak of and you have no elite playmakers, you have no game changing speed, you don't have that one guy you can depend on that if you got to throw to him eight, nine, 11, 15 times a game, he's going to find a way to get in the end zone, get you first downs or more. What the hell are you supposed to do? You are stuck scoring between 17 and 23 points every week. I don't think the Patriots are going to have a 35-point outburst, 38-point outburst. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Where, where? I asked you a million times on Sunday night. I, I, I think I just kept asking it because I, I, I'm more stunned by the way the team was built and the output that they're producing right now. Where is the explosion? Who's going to be the person that changes the tempo, the tone, and the fate of this offense this season? Because right now, I have no idea who that person is. Well, the guy who's doing his best effort to get it done and a guy who I said in the spring was the most important person in a Patriots, not uniform, but in the world of the Patriots, Bill O'Brien. And and I think I undersold his importance based on how these first couple games have played out and the offensive line sucking. He is going to, and I think Mike Giardi wrote this, I saw it on Twitter, they're showing up at gunfights with knives. And Mm -hmm. they're actually doing a pretty good job. They're slashing the other guys, and they're they're avoiding bullets for a while. But in the end, they're still fielding knives in a gunfight. And that's Bill O'Brien. He's limited. The whole offense the other night was get rid of the ball quickly because we got some velo fella playing his first game at left tackle. And we got guards that are changed for the second straight week. And we got Calvin Anderson over there who – Yeah, he plays every snap, but I'm not sure we'd actually like him to play every snap. And, you know, we fixate on Mac Jones. He's a saloon door. I hate to say it. And I still say the best thing that ever happened to Calvin Anderson is all the other injuries to his left and the lineup changes to his left. Because when those solidify and people start looking in his direction more closely and more consistently, they're going to realize, oh, we still have a massive right tackle problem. It wasn't just Isaiah Wynn and all those other guys that rolled through last year. But Bill O'Brien? He is the guy behind the scenes who has to deal with all this crap, who has to say, yeah, we have to throw the fall, the ball horizontally because we can't throw it vertically. We don't have time. Max is going to be under pressure in less than two seconds. We got to get rid of the ball. So even if Demario Douglas isn't on the field, I got to throw it parallel to the line of scrimmage to the, the aged Devante Parker and the aged, or at least aged need um, Juju Smith Schuster. And that's a tough way to, to do business. Like when you're like, when you know going into some competition that you already have multiple limitations as to what you can try and what you can do, mm-hmm. well, you're porked because the other team's good too. Like, even if you had all your weapons and had the ability to call a full game plan, I think this would be a difficult challenge for Bill O'Brien. But given everything that's going on, and then you mix in, I would, you say, where in terms of if, if I answered playmaker, where is the explosion? Where's the play? Well, your superstar running back, who I thought was going to become a superstar running back this year, is not a superstar running back right now. He is 
pedestrian at best. He's pitter-pattering on short yardage situations. He's not making big plays a little bit through the air. But Ramondre Stevenson, if he wants to be a big boy star, it's time to put on your big boy star pants and help carry the damn offense. But how is he supposed to carry the offense if he's got nowhere to go? I mean, as Dante have, I don't care how great your performance no, car no, is. No, if you're it, stuck in traffic, it. what are you going to no. do? Drive on the sidewalk? F it. If you are that damn good, you make it happen. If not, you make excuses. That's what. That's the difference. Excuses he's not are Barry Sanders. given by losers. He's not so Barry he's not Sanders, a, and he's not a superstar running back. I'm sorry. Put it away. Go home. You're a good player. Thanks for playing. You're a good player. My guy Dante Scarnecchia said it best. Don't tell me how rough the water is. Put the damn boat in. You don't get to the landing and say, it's really rough. I can't put the boat in today. No, put the goddamn boat in. Get the goddamn yards you're supposed to be getting. Sorry about that. Get the wow. yards you're supposed to be getting, Ramondre oh. Stevenson. And some of it's on him. Yes, the offensive line is a problem. But when it's second and one and you're going left and right and then left again, what are you doing? Now it's third and one. And now we get a just tackle the, for a loss. Hit the on hole. Well, I've just hit the – yeah. Just hit the hole. Just, just hit, I make mean, excuses me, for Ramondre Stevenson. He's then put Zeke in and just tell Zeke to be a battering ram if Ramondre is going to tap dance. Well, now uh, here's the problem. This is what now. This is uh, these are all sort Sucks of like strong. sorry Zeke. I take that back. These are all side. These are all side effects of the Patriots' inability to advance the ball to score regularly with the bad offensive line and the uh, pedestrian supporting cast, save for, you know, Hunter Henry, who decided to actually show up and have a reasonably good, if not excellent season to date. Everyone is trying too hard. Like Ramondre's tap dancing and like looking for a hole to make a big play, as opposed to just picking up the two or three yards. He needs to get a first down. Mac is on his ass or on his back, the back of his feet. He's on his heels all the time. Every player is looking to do a little too much when the, again, these are all side effects to the Patriots not having a good line, not having an elite dependable playmaker, not having enough on offense to keep up with the rest of these teams. And then the defense ends up on the field for two thirds of the game. Like it's a mess. Sorry. And like this it's, is, it's a, we shouldn't really, be, show. we shouldn't really be criticizing it because no one could have seen this coming. It's not like we knew they had no, crappy talent no. on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. It's not like we talked for six months on the six rings podcast about you probably should go get some line help and not just draft defensive players. And you probably should spend a little money on the offensive mm. line and not just bring in journeyman practice squatters to fill Crazy void. Crazy thing happened on Monday night, Andy. I happened to watch a little bit of the, uh, and I do enjoy a Monday night doubleheader as much as people said, oh, geez, Louise, what a two mid games on a Monday night. Why have, why not have one good game? I enjoy having multiple football games whenever it's not a Sunday as well. Love that little picture-in-picture picture between ABC and NBC, uh, ESPN. But crazy thing happened with Pittsburgh. Uh, remember when uh, Belichick was playing chess over checkers and he allowed the Steelers to leapfrog over the Jets so they could get Broderick Jones? Christian Gonzalez falls in the lap of the Patriots. Side note, when we get to the grades from the Patriots-Dolphins game, someone's going to probably be getting an A, uh, and that's more for just effort. Uh, Gonzo looks like a home run of a pick. However, Broderick Jones, the wall of humanity, goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the craziest thing, Najee Harris, once they got the ground game going last night, uh, was getting behind big old Broderick Jones that he's actually making a difference in their run game for he and Jalen Warren. Funniest thing how when you invest in elite talent like that, it works out as opposed to just getting a bunch of like stumps, like a bunch of, you know, fire hydrants in the middle of the field. City so, Antonio Maffi might be good guards one day, but the tackle issue is borderline dire at this point. 
on the Patriots. And when you're going into Jet Life Stadium this weekend against the Jets pass rush and the anger that that team is is foisting upon you because of the way their season's gone and Aaron Rodgers down in four plays, holy smokes. I know everyone's like, ah, it's Jets week. The Pats will figure it out. Are you sure? Will they? Is that already? I mean, I know they're a two-point favorite. Show, show me on the doll where this is a guaranteed win. To be fair, all those voices you just made, the Jets, 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 those are the same people that said, uh, they'll Jets this. It won't work out with Rodgers. And so far, they've kind of been right that Aaron Rodgers wow. is hurt and the season's over. Um, so I wouldn't mock those voices too much. But um, no, I have the same questions because this offensive line is a mess and offensive lines can ruin games, can ruin seasons, can ruin Super Bowls, can ruin all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And you're right. And, and I think some of the criticism is going to start to fall on well, we invested in a first-round guard the year before. Yeah, is he a um, can't-miss player fullback? right now? Is he, uh, exactly. Is he a fullback? What exactly is Cole Strange's? I don't, I don't exactly see him dominating where they're like, we know we got three other question marks, but if we run behind Andrew is in Strange, we're going to get a first down every time. I, I don't see that kind of play from Strange. So mm. this offensive line, and I feel bad for Adrian Clem. He inherited a bit of a mess. He inherited personnel that's not good. Every um, time I look at his Patriots.com like headshot, it's him like I it's like if you're watching on YouTube, I'm doing this grimace where it's like that could be perceived as a smile. That could also be someone, please come and help me. Right. This is terrible. Blink twice if you want to go back to college. Blink blink. <laughs> Honest um, to God. And so, and and even with all that, though, we're talking about this. They could have won both games against good teams. Yep. They were there in the closing minutes to win both games against good teams. And that brings me back to who's going to be the person to take them over the top. I don't think the cavalry is coming. I don't see help coming from out of the blue. It's not like Tyquan Thornton will suddenly just turn into Jerry Rice and solve the Patriots vertical passing game issues or Why not? address their need for. Come on. He could. I mean, they're. Andy, there, there's Ikea furniture in your college dorm room that's built sturdier than Taekwon Thornton. Oh, Come wow. on now. now the cheap no, shots. Yeah, I know. Cheap so furniture, 50. cheap shots. Yeah, it happens. Always taking every cheap time, shots. Every time George Pickens scores a long touchdown on national TV, a Taekwon Thornton draft pick cries. All right. You Grades. won't be laughing when Odyssey connect, contacts us and they're like, hey, uh, Ikea would like, they were going to actually pay you 100 grand <laughs> to do live reads. And then they listened oh. to one episode and Fitzy took a shot at him. Well, we'll have to go with Bob's or Jordan's or one of the fine local. I could use a, so, a sectional. I, hey, listen, quality, comfort, and price. That's nice. Indeed. All right, see, we even have the tagline. You know, hey, listen, the Six Rings podcast, it's always the real deal. So, come on, everybody. <laughs> uh, and if you're looking for a whale of a time, you could listen to Six Rings or go to Whale and Park. All right, any, anything else I should shoehorn in before we give out grades? None <laughs> of these people are paying us. <laughs> All right, let's give out some quick grades for... Uh, Week two, Patriots, Dolphins at the Razor. Andy, I'll begin. We're going to go each week here on the Tuesday, early week edition of Six Rings. We'll go grade-wise, offense, defense, Mac, Bill, and then we'll tell you who the best player on the field and the worst player on the field was overall. So, Andy, let's begin with the offense. Your grade. For the offense overall, mm -hmm. I'd say C-. minus. Oh, um, what do you do? You reading mine? The inability to run the football, the inability to protect Mac with any consistency, the inability for Mac to make the throws he needed to make, even though I think he made some nice throws. And I actually think if I were just grading Mac's mobility 
And his mm-hmm. movement, I thought this was one of the games where he moved the best, threw on the run a little bit. May, you know, the touchdown to Hunter Henry where they played a little schoolyard ball, whether it was legal or not, is up to Dolphin fan debate. Um, but I thought Mac actually moved pretty well in the face of pressure. But I'm sorry, you couldn't run the ball against a team who a week earlier couldn't stop an opponent from running the football. And you couldn't make the plays you needed to make with the game on the line. So, sorry, C minus. Yeah, C minus here here as well. Sorry, like the show. I show me the comeback. I want to see the win. Don't just don't just almost get it again. Don't just be a yard short, despite the Cole lateral damage of the offensive lineman trying to surge forth for the dramatic first down in the waning moments. Appreciate Kasiki and his heads up effort. Hunter Henry shows up yet again. Nah. Yeah, the offensive line, garbage. Sorry. Just an absolute tra- uh, the I, I listen, Vidarian Low, Cole Strange first game back, David Andrews, Michael Wen who only plays two thirds of the game. Moffy comes in, Calvin Anderson, the saloon door, like Juju. Wow, five for twenty-nine from Juju. Man, good thing we ditch Myers for that. Devontae Parker. Ah, <sighs> oh, God. Yeah, C minus comfortably sitting at a C minus as well. And if they had won the game, probably would have given them a C plus. Oh yeah. Just, you know, the final score is huge, but it doesn't erase 60 minutes of football. If they were not ideal, they had scored, you know, Andy three points in the first half and booed off the field again. Boo. Foxborough faithful chiming in week two. Hey, listen, you know what? They pay the good money. It's their right. Uh, Side note also, Kenny Chesney is the keeper of the light week two. Yeah, I have no problem with it. Superstar. Yeah, I guess. Who are you going to get? I don't know. Looch was there. You know what this team could use? A little Looch. Milan Lucic was there. Maybe have Looch ring the bell. Wow. We've bottomed out already with a guy who barely should still be in the NHL. A guy who's being used by the Bruins. He's a Stanley uh, Cup winner. I mean, he won the last cup for the Bruins. He's a legend around Boston. Kenny Chesney is a legend around the world. All right, well, this isn't the world's bell. It's Gillette. It's Gillette and Fox. Oh, he has sold and out Patriots Gillette Stadium like 60 times and millions of tickets. All right. No, it was good. I was just saying, like, would you have rather maybe? I mean, I'd heard and Will hey, Fork. This is all country music hate. It's people like you that it's don't like not, country I music. I like country music, music just hate. not as much as you and everyone else. <laughs> Why does everyone else like it so much? I don't understand. You people. Now, you people with your funny music. All right, here we go. The defense, Andy. What was your grade overall for the Patriots defense? I gave it a B. I feel like I'm being a little generous, maybe. Um, But I gave it a B. You gave up 140 yards rushing. You gave up the long touchdown that put it away where you didn't put up a fight at all. You couldn't match speed at times with the Dolphins, I thought. And yet, you could have won the game. You kept an offense that is very potent from being super potent. You had an interesting Mm -hmm. scheme and game plan. So I give you creative points for that. I will say the pass rush that we think can be dominant has not been as dominant through two weeks as I'd like to see. It certainly hasn't been as dominant as we've seen it in the preseason in the practice field. Now we know why, because most days on the practice field, they're going against the crappy offensive line. We just spent 20 minutes ripping. Um, So I gave the defense a B. I gave him a B minus. Yeah, see, we're in the same world. Yeah, we are. C minus for the offense. They average now through two games. Yes, against two good teams. Yes, two good defenses. 18 and a half points on the season, which is pretty much on par with the 2022 offense, despite all the tap dancing, creativity, and hard work and effort of Bill O'Brien, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, sorry, like they couldn't they couldn't run the ball. 
against the defense that gave up 5.9 yards per carry against the Chargers the week before. That's why the offense got a C minus and they didn't deliver in the clutch. And as far as the defense goes, it's a B to B plus effort, but I had to knock it down a little bit because a, they give up that backbreaking touchdown at the end of the first half where Tua just goes 75 yards clean in a minute and a half. That was bad vibes. And then like, you know, deciding that you're not going to allow the big passing plays and getting pushed around on the offensive line, giving up 120 something yards to Raheem Mostert and the 43 yard touchdown, like kind of a dagger. That was just that, that knocks what was a good effort down. And like you said, a creative scheme to prevent Waddle and Tyreek from going off that knocks it down a peg for me. So that's a B minus Mac Jones, your overall grade for the quarterback week two, struggling once again, uh, 31 of 43, I believe for 231 yards, a touchdown and a pick. I gave him a C plus. Um, I think Mac was better than the offense as a whole. I think some of the negatives we talked about with the offense obviously limit what Mac can do. Um, I thought he made some nice throws. As I said earlier, I thought he moved well under pressure and in the pocket and outside of the pocket. Um, there was mm-hmm. that throw down the left side where he just missed Gasicki, I believe, on a little touch pass on the run. Um, I thought was an interesting uh, addition to Mac's sort of repertoire, even though it was incomplete. I think he's probably going to have to do some of that as the year goes on. thought he threw some really nice spot throws, back mm-hmm. shoulder, I mean, back foot under pressure. I'm going to give my guy a chance, and I, he put it right on the spot for his guy to go get it. But the arm strength, still an issue. I mean, I know a lot some people on the last play think that ball needs to get there and give Gasicki the opportunity to catch it and turn up field and get the first down and you avoid the poop show. That was the Cole strange, but he's uh, thrown off his play. back foot because there's the offensive line, like up the gut. And but did, I mean, gonna, I in, the NFL, the in the NFL, you're going to have to throw off your back foot. Sometimes he can't, he doesn't have the arm strength to throw off his back foot. Even when he throws on his on regular platform, he struggles to get the ball there. I thought that was the case last week to a different tight end in a different fourth down spot to Hunter Henry, where the ball took forever to get there. So, Mac Jones isn't terrible. Mac Jones isn't great. He's not the reason you're losing, and he's not the reason you're winning. He's part of the reason you're not winning. So all in all, I give that a C plus. B minus for me. Uh Ooh, easy grader. Somebody good, love no, Mac. Like I would have it would have gone up to a B plus A minus if he either A led the comeback, which he still lacks to date. I know the Houston Texans game in 2021 is technically Mac's big comeback. Whoopty freaking do. Didn't lead another comeback yet again, unfortunately for whatever the reasons from talent to offensive line and beyond and the pick. Sorry. That was just a bad pass. Stop throwing to Devonte Parker with Xavier Howard in coverage. That is the tweet. Bill Belichick. This was an interesting one for me because I think there's some real highs, some real lows. So I averaged it out to a B I liked, cause I'm going to give him some of the credit for the defensive mm-hmm. game plan with the three safeties and the, Ben, but don't break and get GTFB and you're not beating us down the field with speed and Hill and all that. Mm -hmm. Give him credit for that, Um, which I think comes with a side serving of we're going to be soft and we're going to give up some yards on the ground. So I don't actually hate the ground yardage. The big play sucks. You can't give up the 43 yard touchdown run, but you were going to give up yards on the ground the way you were playing offensively. I think there were times that the offensive scheme looked good. Now, I think he had a bad challenge. Um, I think he was not composed. I thought he was his usual toddler self on the sideline throwing the, the red, um, bank bag. Um, yeah, the, the viral video from the game Sunday night, 
that people should be showcasing and passing around should not be some of the incidents of violence in the 300 section, but rather everyone laughing at how petulant Belichick can be. They two weeks in a row, by the way, two weeks in a row, he was a complete dink with the challenge. Well, flag. I would say 23 years in a row, he's been a complete right, dink. Right. I'm just, we're talking about flag. this season, Andrew. I mean, I can distinctly remember when the Colts were beating the snot out of him and he ran down the field and threw the challenge flag only to stop the clock and make the refs come over and talk to him. He didn't actually want to challenge anything. He is one of the biggest toddlers at the age of 71 you will ever find on a planet, never mind a football field. Um, but I just, I don't He's think... He's a toddler. He, he is, and that used to mean good things. Now it means you're a losing coach with a losing record year to year and no playoffs and no fun okay. and anything he is 25 and 28 now post goat mm. they're starting to add up he needs to win three in a row to get back to 500 post oh my god i'm not sure he's winning three in a row anytime soon um so yeah i thought b was a b solid i didn't love um the the benching of demario douglas that was a very important nope. decision i don't think you have the um rope luxury that right now yeah mm -hmm. you need him on the field and i think you can teach that lesson and prioritize ball security without cutting off your nose to spite your face and losing a football game. I don't need to see bubble screens and throws to Devonte Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster. I want Demario Douglas doing that. Also this game, I tie into the preseason. Maybe Demario Douglas would be more ready to play if he had played in the preseason more than six snaps. That was a terrible coaching decision at the time. It's a terrible coaching decision now. So by the way, I just added a minus. I talked myself into a B minus bill. Good. Cause I only gave him a C plus. You were even a more lenient grader as far as Belichick went. It's a loss. Sorry. Like you didn't do it. Like no matter how prepared you thought your team was, no matter how innovative the defensive game plan was in combination with the kids and with Mayo and company, uh, your team wasn't ready to play in the first half. Once again, there's another sloppy, sorry, sad sack first half effort. And when your team isn't ready to play in the first half or can't match the energy effort and attitude of the other team, and has to try to stage yet another valiant comeback effort thwarted at the end at the razor. Sorry, that's not good enough. Can't do it. C plus. I just thought of their theme song. What's that? What do you think their theme song is? I'm going to pull from, this is probably the early 1990s, LL Cool J. Um, Don't call it a comeback. Because <laughs> it wasn't. Okay. All right. Mama said knock you out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'm knocked out at least two to three times a week. Uh, all right, uh, let's go. Best player, worst player. I'll go first. Best player on the field for the Patriots Sunday, Christian Gonzalez. Awesome effort. Two weeks in, this kid is establishing himself not only as a home run of a pick, but uh, I know you don't want to hear it. Pro Football Focus said he's the third highest graded cornerback so far in the NFL season. It's only two weeks, but let's pass the eye test here. What do your eyes tell you when you see Christian Gonzalez? This kid is ready for the primetime lights. He's ready for the big stage. He is NFL ready. He's got Sunday talent to spare. He looks good. Plus, let's not bury the lead. You have the hots for him. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Gorgeous. As Teddy Bruschi said on uh, ESPN when they were showing Jimmy Garoppolo entering the stadium this weekend, I'm not afraid to say it. That's a good-looking man right there. Christian uh, Gonzalez? Think, and he is. He's going to do well for himself. He should definitely have like a uh, suit uh, ad that he's running where he's, you know, modeling mm -hmm. suits. Cause he definitely has the look. He's going to be a star. He is a star. I agree with yep. you, Christian Gonzalez. I, and I think it's not just the first two weeks. He met the challenge of, we have no cornerbacks. We're losing cornerbacks by the minute. I'm the all the Joneses, the every Jones, Jack, John, 
ultimately Marcus with the shoulder injury in the second quarter. All the Joneses were gone. It was Miles Bryant and Christian Gonzalez. You would have thought he was playing like two men out there. He was all over the field. He had the pick, outleap, outlept uh, Tyreek Hill on to his arm punt in the fourth. Like, it's an impressive effort by Gonzo. And it'll get easier best draft because... Pick, best the, draft pick by Gro and Belichick so far. It, well, yeah. I mean, let's... Well, I'm just, that, choose from. Okay, What's I, second? right? Still. Who's the second one? Could say Duggar. Well, that's Belichick. The, I was talking the last couple of years, Gro and Belichick. Did, wait, wasn't Gro helping him in 2020? Well, he's been he helping, but since his ascension, I, that wasn't Gro and Belichick. Hmm. All right. Well, all right. He's the best. Okay. Uh, um, who was your best player in the field? Gon- uh, definitely Gonzo. I mean, I don't okay. even, I don't even Worst? know who would be the second. Worst player, I would go with Calvin Anderson. Oh, um, my. To, honest to God, we're either spending too much time together. Yes. Cheat sheeting. There's not a Google document for this, folks. We're not, like, looking nope. at each other's notes. We, I feel, we do it. And I feel terribly. The guy was sick all summer long. Well, then maybe if you had better depth on your offensive line and the journeyman that you brought in to win the Hobo Rumble in Riley Reef, who's on injured reserve because he was one of the only starters playing in the preseason finale and what a preseason it was in Nashville against the Titans, he gets hurt. He hits injured reserve for a month. Now you got to play Calvin Anderson 10 days off of some illness that had him on the NFI for months. He's not very good week one. He's even worse week two, almost gets Mac Jones killed. Andrew Van Ginkle, Van ate his lunch all night long. He was terrible. He was. I thought it was mental. I thought it was physical. And, you know, I just, I'm not totally surprised. I think he's put in a tough position where he's like one of the mainstay linemen. And you're like, wait, this guy was barely uh, a practice squad or a couple of years ago, the whole thing. And that, I mean, you can develop, you can get better, but the fact that this was a key part of the plan to fix the right tackle issues. Um, and then he dealt with the health issues and you're right. I, I mean, I feel bad, whatever he went through, I don't know the yep. details, but whatever he went through, but once you're on the field and you're playing 100% of the snaps, I have to grade you as a competitor. I have to grade you as a professional and mm-hmm. not nearly good enough when you you need better. Like we just talked about Gonzalez. All the Joneses are gone. The the cornerback house of cards is falling down. I need Rose to, to the up. occasion. He was right. there trying to hold that house of cards up as the best, best player in the defense, best player in the field for the t- – yeah. Yeah, and Calvin Anderson, who – should be a projected starter with everything going, moving around him. You'd like to think he'll step up and be like as solid as he can be. And he was the opposite of solid. He was just not good. Yeah. Oh boy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This doesn't even get an Andy Hart sound. This just gets a plain old thumbs down raspberry. Yep. There it is. There we go. Hey, Owen two on the season 15 Woo! to go. I, Andy, I, I'll ask this question. And then we'll move on to the back half of the pod where we talk about the curious case of Mac Jones and where Pats fans sit as far as judging their third-year quarterback. But show me on the record, or rather show me on the schedule right now, the win. Um, Okay, so it's funny you say that. Uh, My local package store, the owner, uh, before Mm -hmm. the season started, was like, "I I really think they could go 0 for a long time and maybe 0 for the season. And I've been in there twice over the last two weeks, and he's like, told you i still see a zero where i told you there'd be a zero and the more i'm like laughing it off i'm like could this guy be right could they go like a month and a half two months like oh yeah that you guys are so negative that's it typical boston mediates i swear the commanders looked really sam howell was dropping dimes out there he was throwing darts when do we play the colts in germany yeah november 12th 
Could we have to go all the way to F in Frankfurt for the first win of the season? Look, no, straight up. Week three at the Jets. That is no given. Don't give me that they're nope. going to Jets it up. Zach Wilson. If, I, if Zach Wilson throws more than eight passes on Sunday, everybody coaching the Jets should be arrested. Week four in Dallas. Micah Parsons, Tony Pollard. Whoa. Okay. Week five, home against the Saints. That's pretty damn good defense that the Saints are going to bring up here. Uh, Derek Carr is no Better great shape. Than you got. And they'll have Alvin Kamara and Olave. Yep. Now, maybe Gonzo can yep. work with him as well, but that there's no given. What's know. week six? Michael where Thomas we... made a sick catch on the sideline last night. He's back. Yeah. Oh, he's listen. Can't guard Mike has actually been better than people yeah. give him credit for. Uh, okay. Then they go to uh, the Raiders. There's no given as well. Uh, quick side note Have you followed any of this crap with Chandler Jones on social media? Yeah, he's he's not having a good year. But it's like accusations of molestation and like this crazy, like he is yeah, off the tracks rails. by like. But, hey, can we also rails. can we also remember that Chandler Jones, the incident way back in 2015 as well, mm -hmm. which we've heard, I, I have heard things about that that I cannot confirm, but interpersonally off the pod, I wouldn't necessarily deny them either, but they're not here to right. no hearsay on the pod, but I've heard some things. But that is absolutely crazy, that situation that's going on. That's a very and unfortunate. I like, and it feels like it's flying under the radar. It's like kind of just on social media, and nobody's really touching it in the mainstream media. So maybe the first win is the Raiders game, but then they go home against the Bills. Then they go to the Dolphins. They're home against the Commanders. I, I, at the Giants, home against the Chargers. At the oh, Steelers. at the Giants is winnable. At the Giants is winnable. Maybe. Well, maybe. You're not a good team. They're all going to be questionable. Ugh. I got to tell you, if if they go O for the season, I'm going to really have to bow down to my uh, package store owner. <laughs> All right. So on that positive note, thanks for listening, everybody. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Show us on the schedule where the guaranteed wins are. We want to show you, but we're having a hard time finding them, just like the Patriots are having a hard time finding points and wins themselves. Oh, no. Uh, in the chat right now, our pretty, as we uh, wrap up the opening segment, which went a little longer than expected, but you know what? There's a lot to overanalyze and discuss right now. Terp, our producer, shares this. Another former Patriot in trouble, Dion Lewis, arrested for trespassing. Well, if we're going to do the rap sheet of expatriates, also Sergio Brown's mother was found murdered. And oh, he is I know. Missing, and he is missing. And I'm not going to tie dots together, but I think there's some question as to what the hell's going on with Sergio Brown in that situation. So Holy smokes. Expatriates not exactly doing uh, great things right now. And all of these, I'm sure, will go down the CTE road and football road and questions about the game changing people's brains and mm -hmm. mentality and actions mm -hmm. and responsibilities. But let's move on to something more positive. Yeah, let's Mac move on. Jones. To people, let's move on to people pissing and moaning about the quarterback. All right. Thanks once again for listening to Six Rings and Football Things. Brought to you, of course, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Someone who is trying to make every moment more, Andy, is your quarterback on the New England Patriots. Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, his third year, basically his second year, because I think a lot of us gave him the mulligan. We gave him the red shirt season last year with Matt Patricia and the reverse engineered offense. However, so far on the season, two good defenses, two good teams, two home games, two losses. They're averaging the same number of points that they scored last year. Maybe that'll improve over time, or maybe not. Andy, during the summer when we were filling for time on WEEI, the FM uh, brand, that is, 
We did a little uh, who's under most pressure, who's the most polarizing figure in Boston right now, et cetera, et cetera. I dare say that I think Mac Jones at moment, at present time, is the most polarizing athlete in Boston sports because for every fan who says Mac Jones is improving, what are you guys watching? You have no idea. Look at the way he's he's throwing, he's hustling, he's gaming, he's balling. Mac Jones is on target for over 4,500 yards and 34 touchdowns on the season. Stats-wise, 17 interceptions. 17 interceptions okay. and also okay. 17 losses on yes. the season. If we're going to pace everything and you know project but, it out, make sure but you let me. But guys. let me also share this with you right now. Um, so there was a tweet last night that began, uh, I noticed this on Monday in the aftermath. Uh, somebody said, we need to have a serious conversation about Bill Belichick. This was from at Dom Gonzo 12. Then someone else replied, the conversation should be about Mac Jones. Any other quarterback could bring the Patriots back for a win. He doesn't have one win from coming back from a deficit. The reply was, uh, very curious. And this is what led me to think before we even got into some of our details, we need to have the Mac Jones conversation. Dom Gonzo 12 wrote, Mac Jones is the most pressured quarterback in the NFL so far. That's just a stat. That's a fact. Had the second lowest time to throw of any QB this season and is tied for the league lead in drops. Yet he is top 10 in touchdowns, yards, intended air yards, first downs, PFF grade, on target throw percentage, and big time throw percentage. Uh, th th you can say some of those are like new PFF, you know, third cent third decade nonsensical post-fantasy football metrics and analyticals and stats, whatever. Or I can say stats are for losers. Okay, you can always which you which you are want to do. Want, well, Bill told me that, and I used to respect. I him. got you. Okay, I'm just asking you this, Mac Jones. He doesn't have the signature win. He doesn't have the comeback. He continues to fall short. Uh, he like all these games where he could have won, he hasn't yet. Why? Why do you believe that's the case? Should Pats fans be worried Mac, about Mac Jones? Is he the answer or is he the problem? What's the question? Is Mac is Mac Jones good? He's fine. No, I, I like that's what he is. I think he's fine. I think you could win with him. We've talked a lot about it. You won't win because of him. If you surround him with a boatload of talent, I think he's capable. So if you protect him and he's got dump offs to Christian McCaffrey and and if he's throwing it to DK or whatever, wherever the talent is, whatever talent you want to pretend that he would have himself surrounded by. Mm -hmm he'd be fine. But I don't think that's the prerequisites of the position anymore. I think you need to win games. I think when the game is on the line, you got to make plays and he has not. And this is fact. This isn't an opinion. This is not any, he has not done that in two plus mm -hmm. seasons in the national football league. He's had plenty of opportunities. He had, he knows it. I think to some degree, certainly last week, he knew it. He reacted to it. Post game loss to the Eagles, getting the ball back twice, not being able to make anything happen. You mentioned the pick this week. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Can't happen. That's a losing play. Now, the stats overall may look decent. That's a losing play. That's why you lose games. In but the is NFL. he making a losing play because he's pressing? Was that just a legitimately bad read by him? Is he forcing the issue? Does it matter? Well, it, I, just for our analytical purposes, it does. In the overall grand scheme, not so much because you either win or you lose. And they have lost both games. And there have been... He's made more positive plays than negative plays over the course of those two games. But like you pointed out, Ramondre Stevenson, not carrying the team. The offensive line, absolute garbage so far. His supporting cast and weaponry, pretty meh overall. I ask you this, did Bill Belichick, we all know he did him dirty in 2022 
with the hive mind offense of he, of he judge and Patricia. Did he do him as dirty this season by giving him this offensive, this offensive line and a lack of, a, of elite weaponry and playmakers around him? Because in college, yeah, you're going to look great when you're dropping dimes to Jerry Judy, who's torching defenders by five yards. And you've got Waddle Smith and Najee Harris to dial up a play to in the flat, uh, you know, out in the fl- out on a slant or a curl or down the field. Now, what do you got? Bo- you know, Born Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, and his balky knees. It's just not great. No, I mean, it did a much bigger. The the thing he did with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge was one of the most idiotic, unprofessional, unbelievable, detrimental, any negative adjective you want to throw on it, it deserves mm-hmm. and it is accurate. Because that not only ruined Mac, it ruined the team around him, ruined the offensive line, ruined the receivers. Dysfunctional. I'm not sure if you've heard it was dysfunctional. Um, yep. This Someone year, I think he has competitive talent in weaponry. Competitive. None of it's good. They lack the mm-hmm. elite. We, we know that. We've talked about that for years. Yes. They don't have a tent pole, blah, blah, blah. The offensive line, significant disservice did not invest there and that's a problem but that's also the reality of the quarterback position is overcome like we've seen this in Seattle for years Russell Wilson was asked to overcome O-line or weapons or running backs or things he didn't have find a way to win that's why these guys make the big bucks because when you're the quarterback you're asked to do more there's more responsibility there's more criticism and right now two plus years into his career I just looked it up Max record as a starter is 16 and 17. You're a losing quarterback. You're like your head coach. You're mediocre. You're not terrible. I think they go hand in hand. Post-Brady Patriots, post-Brady Belichick, post-Brady Mac Jones, they're all the same thing. Slightly below 500. They can beat bad teams. They can beat bad defenses. They can win bad matchups. But they're not good. They're not good enough. And I think that's Mac. I've believed Mac was mediocre since day one. Like, I never thought the arm strength was going to get better. Oh, he's working with somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it'll get 0.1% better. That's so you put him enough. on San Francisco. You put him in Minnesota. He probably performs better. He probably yeah. looks better because he's got people wide open. He's got a neat tight end. Short, probably misses a throw like mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo did in his 49ers time when he's in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl and he can put himself over the Oh, he can't quite make the throw. Like, Mac is in that world of mediocrity in the NFL, and you don't win like that. You try not to hand a lot of money to that. You don't. You you look for other options when you have that at quarterback. I think that is Mac. Yeah, I mean, well, Jimmy Garoppolo should have won that game to beat the Rams and go on to face the Bengals, but Jaquiski Tart drops the easiest arm punt in the history of Matthew Stafford arm punts, and then of course they end up give up giving up the game-winning touchdown as well. But, yes, no, I understand Jimmy has often come up a day late and a throw short as well. Would they be any Would they be any better if they had Garoppolo as opposed to Mac Jones now? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, probably not as well because of the mid-level talent surrounding him. They both Mac can Jones, look really good, by the way. You watch Jimmy, and there's stretches where you go, wow, he looks really good. Just Dynamite on that opening quarter. drive against Buffalo, and then it was diminishing returns the rest of the day. Just like the second quarter for Mac against the Eagles, 11 straight passes, two straight scoring drives. Like, there's times where you sell yourself, but it's it's short times, and it's usually sandwiched between, yeah, he did it again, he bad throw, weak arm, turnover, bad decision, flustered under pressure, all of those things. He's just, being a great quarterback in the NFL, we learned with Tom Brady, is about consistency. It's not Mm -hmm. about strongest arm. It's not about wow plays. It's about can you perform consistently? He performed well, more consistently than anyone in the history of the game, not because of his arm, his feet, or anything. 
because of his overall greatness, his will yes. to compete, his intelligence and ability to perform under pressure and in the clutch. And I will point to two particular seasons, 2006 and 2013, where the talent around Brady, the offensive line was much better. I'll at least give him that. But the talent surrounding Brady at that point, the weaponry, the assets, the receivers, et cetera, pretty, pretty, pretty poor. And where did he get both of those teams? To the AFC Championship. I was going to say, though, like, when Brady was saddled with with issues, whether it's targets, whether it's O-line, whatever it may be, he still won in the regular season. He maybe mm -hmm. didn't win the Super Bowl. He maybe came up short in the playoffs, whatever, but he won in the regular season. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what great quarterbacks do or really good quarterbacks do. They overcome their issues until they're asked to do it against elite competition. During the regular season, you're supposed to win against bad teams, against average teams. You overcome. The Patriots can't overcome in the regular season and therefore don't even get a shot to fall on their face. Well, they fell on their face against the Bills, but, you know, they don't get a shot to fall on their face in the playoffs very often. Uh, before record of today's podcast, you put out a, an X, uh, if you will. After might be my games, last act because if they start charging for everybody, I might be out. <laughs> After two games, how do you feel about Patriots QB Mac Jones with over 1,100 responses in the first two hours? The options were better, worse, or the same. As of right now, 91% of the respondents total say better or the same, 54%. So you got a Brewski or a Hightower for better. You got 37% or you got a Rodney Harrison for the same and you got a Matthew Judon you got a Niner for worse so by and large the fan base feels good or better or good-ish or pretty good or decent or okay with Mac Jones now I know you wanted to requalify this I porked for, it up for those yeah you know that listen we, we all have our spots I know you just you know you you want to jump all over trample you know want to you criticize me whenever, whenever you get a chance, you know, that you do you, I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to jump all over you on this one. I, I appreciate the tweet. It gave us a little content. It engaged the masses. Uh, but the same, you wanted to sort of requalify that. Is it the same as in like, eh, I've never really been in on Mac Jones or the same, like, yeah, I'm a Mac Jones defender. And I think he's on his way up. Yeah. And I think that group is broken up into those two groups. The people uh -huh. that feel the same, they didn't think Mac was very good coming in and they don't think he's very good now because he can't win games or they think Mac is decent. And if you do the right things around him, he'll be fine. I think that group is an interesting group, but I do just the raw data of whatever it is, almost 1200 votes in a couple hours here. Um, that, that 54%, a majority of Patriots fans feel better about Mac Jones. Um, that, that's <laughs> the responses to your tweet are pretty great. Let me just share a couple. Uh, at Boorish Sports, anyone that says worse has a smooth brain and doesn't know what they're looking at. Then someone right before that, worse, he's looked a lot better, but until he can lead the team to a comeback at the end of the game, then it's a no from me, dog. Uh, better if you give him a good offense where 2-0, and Tua was looking like a bust until you gave him Hill and Waddle. The same, this year is a referendum on Mac and I'm still out. Watch half the league. It isn't always greener on the other side. They're resetting the roster after 20 years of winning while trying to maintain. It's not easy. Blah, blah, blah. Now we're getting into Grogan mentioned Patriot, blah, blah, blah. A guy has been our best offensive player with Henry. He hasn't had a clean pocket in over two years. Same as his rookie season. Not great enough now. Better, but I still feel this is a six to eight win team. No way you should feel worse. Uh, I was hoping with a proper OC, he would get better, but sadly no progress when needed. Again, like it's amazing 
I mentioned time and again last year on the post-game show, on the pod and beyond, Patriots Nation continues to be fractured. Like there are little skits. It's like last year was more of a civil war in Pat's Nation. Now I don't feel like we're fighting or there's infighting, but there's there are there are bends and breaks in Pat's Nation where you've got the bill doesn't have it anymore. Believe in the bill. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't have it. Mac Jones is the guy. Like we're all over the place right now. We really well, yeah, are. And we're going to be all over the place until either there's a new coach or until they give Mac elite talent or you re you reset and flush the entire roster. All teams that are in this middling space are all over the place. I think it's even worse when you're a team that that doesn't know how to live in that space, has lived above the fray for 20 years. When you've lived up here and now you get, even if you used to suck, like if you you were poor, got rich, but you were really rich for 20 years, you mm -hmm. probably forget how to, to live poor again, right? Even though you should mm -hmm. remember, it was only 20 years ago. The Patriots fans, you people, have forgotten how to live poor, how to be part of the uh, poverty line down there. And it's really, really been a struggle for three plus years here. What a tough re-immersion it is to life like everybody else. Uh, I'm like Pete Black. Pete Blackburn had a tweet Sunday. The NFL and football in general was more fun when my quarterback used to find ways to have us win every week and took us to championships. Yep. <laughs> you know what you people are? You're a lot like, have you seen these? Um, what are we? these these divorces and the women are like you know i know i didn't used to be rich but i've gotten used to this lifestyle so i deserve two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month in spousal support you can't make me go back to living Ooh, the way i used to live that true must be nice i think that's what uh what's his name yellow kevin costner's wife was asking for like 200 and something grand because i'm used to this life now i get to look I, I, i'm not going back to sweatpants and cereal sorry no, yeah, nope, you're life. shopping in, <laughs> you're in the you're in the thrift you're in the thrift uh you're on the, the baker's rack in the back of Shaw's. You're shopping at Aldi now. Well, I I for you Patriots fans, I feel bad for you, but the judge ruled against you. Um, you're getting one thousand dollars per month in spousal support, and you're going back to eating ramen and wearing sweatpants. Oh man, we're gonna have to make the most we're gonna have to make the most of ramen and store brand value now. Yep. <laughs> Square crunch cheese cracker. Oh, I liked it better when you called it cheese. It's all right. <laughs> All right. He's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Where are you on the Mac Jones debate? How do you feel about Mac Jones? Is he the guy? Is he is he making strides? Are you out on Mac Jones? The debate rages on. And dare I say, as we go into Jets Week and wrap up this pod, this may be the perfect referendum on Mac Jones game. That's a hell of a defense. The Orcs, the Furies, all the anger will be, the Hellions will be in full force at Jet Life this weekend. If you want to make a statement, and that statement is I belong on this team and I belong in the NFL and I belong in the upper tier of quarterbacks, this is the weekend to get it done. Otherwise, know your role and shut your mouth, jabronis. For at Jumbo Hart, I'm at Fitzy GFY. Good job, Terp. Thanks for listening to Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We'll go behind enemy lines in a couple days. We'll get you ready for Pats at Jetropolitans. We'll have our FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week and so much more. Plus, Andy and Mike Cadlick will bring you Cadlick's Crucial Clashes. That's the pod. Thanks for listening. Good day. God bless. Please be nice to each other if you get a chance. And as always, go Pats.